When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. Today is October 15th, and we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. The Red Sox beat the Astros. The Giants lost on Thursday. We got some questions about the future of football. Am I being too mean to my grandma's dog? A guy shot a family of baboons, but it's legal, but he got got out of it? I don't know. Jake and I want to bring you some more news, some more talk. So this is John Boy and Jake Radio. We're going to have some fun talk about some shit. We want you guys to get involved. This is a test episode, but in the future, we'd like to have some questions, voicemails, and all that. Let's start talking. That's a bad intro. The end was bad. All right, Jake, how you doing? Happy I'm good, happy Jimmy. Monday morning. How you feeling? Happy Monday. I feel good. The pilot, man. Pilot app. You know what they say about pilot apps? No. They're usually bad. I was going to say, I feel the pilot episode always has just one one thing that feels totally off, and you're like, wow, how did that happen? Like, there's usually one character or something that you're like, oh, that guy's, that guy's going to be like the number two person on this show, and then... You watch the show three years later. You go back, watch the pilot, and you're like, "Oh my god! If that guy was on the show, this would yeah." Have been new awesome. girl, he wasn't even on it because that dude Marlon's guy had two shows get picked up, and he chose the other one over New Girl, and then he came back when the other one flunked. Or like the pilot of Friends, Joey was kind of a silly but street smarts guy. Like he was fixing the pipes and the plumbing for Monica and all that. And then right. you go to season nine of Friends, and Joey's like literally. In, can't even function as a human being. Like, yeah, can't open a jar of anything. Kind of stupid. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So also, pilot shows you're supposed to give a lot of background about the characters, which sometimes gets in the way of like na- natural yeah, dialogue true. and storytelling. I don't know. I think anyone listening to this already knows us. But if there's new people that just clicked on it, um, we hope to get those in the future. But my name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. Should we do our rooting interest? Yankees. Giants. I'm trying to do Rangers now. I was Sharks fan for a bunch, but I was casual fan. Some people got so mad at me for like, you root for who's in your blood. I'm like, well, no one's in my blood, and I want to start watching hockey again. So yeah. why don't you chill the fuck out? What are you? What are your? This is a bad pilot. What are your top rank them top five favorite sports teams? Yankees won. Yankees won like a hard one. Like Yankees is the only team I'm diehard right. of. I'm die easy right. with a lot of the other teams. You will It'd die be Giants easily. too. Um, West Brom baggies. No, I'm just joking. Probably, probably, dude. Uh, it's really hard. Probably Knicks and Ra- and I'd like the Rangers to be there. I, I don't really, but that's such a drop off. So you there? Your name's Jake. What teams do you, you like? There. I'm. Yankees, UConn men's basketball, Los Knicks. Ah, 
Knicks and Broncos are tough. Dude, football's well, we'll we'll talk more about it later, but man, when football's right, it's still awesome. Yeah. Like when you get caught up in a football game, it's hard to get your energy going better than that. All right. Well, we have some football to talk about, but I want to let's talk about the Red Sox. They beat the Astros. Did you watch any of this game or are you watching the football? I watched a chunk of this game. It was a pretty um, good game from a third party perspective. Yeah, it was. It it was kind of it was funny. It was definitely the first postseason game this year that they let the starters go a little bit after getting touched up. Well, it's a seven game series now, so I think you I think in five game series it's the urgency is like high, right? Well, and it was also, they kept flip-flopping the lead a little bit. So they were like, well, if we've still got the lead, let's try to get a couple more outs from our starter. And then Garrett Cole actually got hot towards the end. He retired like seven or 11 batters in a row. So it kind of hit the point. (laughs) Houston was warming up guys in the bullpen, but they were almost in the, well, Cole's pitching better, and we can kind of save bullpen guys if if he's just cruising. But um, I don't know, man. It the the Sox got one. That uh, I mean, that the thing I was saying during the Yankees series is the if the guys in the bottom of the Red Sox lineup order get you, that's when you're screwed. And Jackie Bradley Jr. had a big game. Devers yeah, had a big game. The ball rolling on so. top of the the fence. Nuts. Baseball is a beautifully weird sport, man. Like any outsider has to be like, that's allowed. That what the hell was that? I've never seen it before. Yeah, and you know what? Anyone I, that didn't see I, bounced off the monster, took a big hop, and then it rolled on the lip of the padding, which allowed three runs to score. I think if it was a normal bounce, it only two runs score. Yeah, and it was really close to hitting a fan. That would have been two runs as well. Um, man, it is it it really is a truly quirky sport and like, you want to get mad at it. You know I play my nerdy baseball game, Out of the Park Baseball. And you see quirky stuff happen in that, and you you just kind of shrug your head and be like, oh, it's a video game. Like, this is kind of silly. This doesn't make sense. Like, if I ever saw that someone hit a three-run double to left field in Fenway down the line, I'd be like, that's ridiculous. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like 250 feet. <laughs> Um, but we, we saw it happen in a playoff game last night. I, I, the Tony Kemp home run off the pesky pole would have been another beautifully weird baseball moment. He missed by about, and he was all frustrated. Like he was running down the line watching it. And then it goes a foot shy of the pesky pole. Give you. So like, if you hit it, you're lucky, but he was all frustrated that he didn't. It's like hard to get frustrated over a 200 foot home run. Yeah. You can't pretend that's skill. I mean, you can be. (laughs) Because any other any other ballpark, that's like just foul halfway down yeah. the line. That's like having like a rebound bounce off your head, and then it almost goes into the basket, but it rolls out, and you're pissed that it didn't drop. And it's like, well, yeah, but come on, and like yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. clown shot anyway. I had that. <laughs> you know what I loved about this, and and you know what's really hard is we're Yankee fans uh, talking to Yanks, obviously, but. Uh, I want to talk shit about the Sox, but I can't. Like, I, I really can't. Uh, they beat us, so you can't. But um, 
it di- I wanted to like send out some tweets, but I know that the responses are going to be nothing but like, uh, but David Price getting through the first inning and they told the story that Dustin Pedroia followed him into the clubhouse and like did a little like, well, yeah, yeah. Came out to the dugout. I was like, we're fucking good. He's through the first. We're good. <laughs> and then he came. Did you hear that story? <laughs> or oh yeah, you were, no. you were recording talking Knicks. Yeah. So they did that. They're like, yeah, he, it's a big burden that he got through the first unscathed. Here we go. And Dustin Pedroia went and talked. And then I'm playing it up a little more than they actually did. But it happened. And then he comes out for the second. Ground out, single, double, pop fly, double, two-run score, tie game. It's like, well, <laughs> that yep. first, it was nice. But the second got bit. Hey, and, and he Price does deserve... I mean, a little love. It wasn't a great start. It was 4.24 runs or whatever. But, hey, man, he, he gives up that, that homer to Marwin Gonzalez, and you're like, damn, David Price, it happened again. But he, he grinded a little bit, so uh, partial I mean, credit. Um, I mean. It's going to be a good series. It wasn't that. It wasn't. I mean, David Price, he got the win, but he had. He, I mean, when you really look at it, the first inning, right, he walked two right. batters. Walk, walk. Yeah, walked two batters, but he got out of it, so who cares? The second inning, he gets the single, double, double, two-run score. The third inning, it's single home run, two more runs score. So he's got two bad innings and one good inning. And then the, the fourth is the only one, two, three inning, and then he comes out for the fifth, Walk, walk gets replaced. I mean, if if Red Sox weren't putting up, didn't put up five in the third, and it was four nothing, and Garrett Cole's pitching good, this is a bad start by Price, and he gets pulled much earlier. Yeah, but so I mean, just saying, it's it's his like best postseason start, but there's a lot of circumstances helped him out that were aside from his pitching. Yeah, but I. And it's, I mean, it's crazy that baseball is this way now, but him getting through that fourth inning is like a big thing, especially for that team. If if they have to give that inning to a Heath Embry or whoever it is, I mean, that game ends up a lot It's going to be a good series. Game one, uh, I, this, is, this is my baseball brain, not my Yankee fan brain, because I think Yankee fans think you're not allowed to say this. Justin Verlander is one of my favorite baseball players to watch. It's insane. I, I, when I think about it, the only name that comes to mind is like Nolan Ryan, what he's doing at this point. And like we, we barely saw Nolan Ryan. You and me more so saw Nolan Ryan highlights. Kind of, you, you can almost tell in the highlight if you're seeing young man or old man Nolan Ryan. And I mean that sounds dumb. But like when he was old man Nolan Ryan, he was like old yeah, man, <laughs> like like not not like athletic older man. <laughs> he was like old man, just letting it rip out there, and that's kind of what Verlander feels like. And I think he came out with some quote over the weekend that was like he said he he said something half obnoxious, but he said like I'm I'm ha- I'm starting the second half of my career or something like that, and everyone was like, oh shit, <laughs> don't. But he looks Nolan incredible. Ryan pitched till he was forty six. Just, just wanted to get it out there. Yeah, we never saw him pitch because he he the last, his last season was ninety three. So we've seen highlights. I've seen him punch Robin Ventura's face more than I've seen like full at bats from Nolan Ryan. Right. But J- Justin Verlander, the way he attacks batters, it's it's like awesome. Right. There's there's no fear. He 
He's he's basically said since he's joined the Astros and they fixed whatever mechanical problem they saw um, or future no, steroids. No, it's, uh, it's uh, Pine Tar. Come on. Trevor Bauer. Pine Tar. Right. The other teams don't have that. Um, but basically since he's joined the Astros – Every at bat, he's he's never looked at a guy with like a three one count and I'm been fucked. like, I don't I don't know maybe maybe I'll throw that low and away slider that everyone throws. He's like, no, I'm I'm gonna peg one in the zone and you're still not yeah. gonna hit it. And it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy mind f and n- no one else has that demeanor or or can do it. They like some people might have it, but they just can't do it. Maybe maybe our boy Blake Snell. Yeah. What's up, Blake? Thanks for listening. <laughs> but he, he's a guy that doesn't have... His face doesn't look as confident. He as needs Verlander. to do some stuff with the face there. Kind of looks like an evil guy from uh, Aladdin with, with what he's rocking right now. Mm. Got a okay. Jafar vibe to him. Speaking of Works. evil people, Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. is a punk bitch. And I'm getting... Ooh annoyed with people that defend his antics uh and here's and you know why it's because everyone's crazy everyone's battling crazy so did you watch the thursday night game giants lost to the yeah. eagles uh, pretty bad game yeah but odell here's three points i want to make very clear jake i want to hear your take because people's people are fighting the crazies so everyone's jumping to the crazy mm-hmm. part of an argument but here are In the middle, three points. Eli Manning is not a good quarterback right now. One. What's the argument there? Uh, Some people, there's no argument. These are the three points. Eli Manning's not a good quarterback. Odell Beckham is a very, very talented wide receiver. Odell Beckham's a punk bitch. So a lot of people, when I say, like, Odell is a weirdo, like, guys, a distraction. They're like, oh, you, he's not allowed to be frustrated that Eli's bad? Like, you don't think everyone else is frustrated? You don't have right. to be, be a distraction and a self-centered, like, dude on the sidelines because you're frustrated. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole, the whole entire sideline would be punching fans and screaming and crying on the sideline. So, like, yeah. saying Odell is a weirdo and a distraction is not saying he, he has no right to be frustrated. It's how he's acting is annoying and i i like started doing giants twitter and people were coming at me like there's like a slew of odell beckham and they think because eli's bad that means odell can do whatever he wants right what are your thoughts do you have any are you in this at all it's i i have a couple things that have me more in the middle than you i mean odell has done a crazy uh a ton of special stuff here's I mean, the thing that is popping up would be if if they were winning a little more. I mean, they're one in five. Like, you can't... When people hear someone complain about Odell, they think that's the reason the Giants are losing. And no, it's not. They they have a ton of... Although he hasn't really been doing anything special. And I think think the other part that... Not Odell haters, but... So I, I was watching college football game this weekend, Vandy versus Florida. Um, and Shermer, the Giants head coach, his son is the quarterback of Vanderbilt. So he was at the game and he was in the stands. 
And dude, like during a random play, then you know they show him here and there when his son makes a good pass or something. But they said a line like, um, you know, oh, and it, it we're we're happy to see Shermer in the stands having a good time. You know, now now that he's away from uh, that Giants team and the the craziness that is Odell Beckham, and it's like, well, it, he's coached the team to one yeah. in five. Let's 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 not like they literally some people that broadcast and get stuff out on the mainstream media make it seem like Odell is the problem, and it's like no, this football team has a ton of. Yes, problems. I agree with that. Um, so, so people magnify the Odell stuff and when they, I could see when someone sees you saying Odell stuff, they get defensive and be like, dude, he's not the problem. And it's like, right. He's not the problem with winning football, but he's, he's not, not helping, the, and it just makes everything. He's not, not the problem, but he's a problem. <laughs> like, yes, Barkley is outclassing him, outperforming him out everything in his played five games Barkley's special dude but that's what we were saying about Odell a couple years ago but I mean man this now I sound like no dude but they're 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 different breeds Penn State has another running back I forget I forget what his name is but he he had like a crazy run and I I think Penn State's trying to become one of those I mean you have someone like Saquon Barkley you recruit all the top running backs and say hey come be the next Saquon Barkley but Someone, there was like his highlight video and they were like, wow, look at the new Saquon. And Saquon Barkley tweeted something like, no, man, he's he's the next and just said that guy's name. Like, he's special. And it's like, like Odell, would, what would El- Odell tweet? He'd be like, man, that guy's not in my league. <laughs> uh, o- Odell's funny. Like, in, in his post-game interviews, after he, he's trying to stay calm and articulate and he just kind of talks in a whisper and, you know, I'm trying my best to do my best and if I got to fire up the team by saying some things and that helps the team then that helps the team win football games but we just got to keep trying everyone's got to keep attacking it's like talk man just talk everything <laughs> you do is a weird Did you act s- we there needs to be something better to get athletes voices out there this, this hey man weird uh, thing, but i i i heard Jackie Bradley Jr in an interview for the first time yesterday and he was super soft spoken but like in kind of a cool yeah, way. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard Hicks' voice. No, Chris Carter. Sounded like Kermit the Frog. Oh, my God. All the Mahomes stuff. We're, we're not yeah, Mahomes' voice route, is but. awesome. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, like, so weird. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Like, if you're like a gravelly. teammate, you almost can't make fun of it. Can you do an it? impression? Have you worked on it at all? Not really. I, I don't... I, I, I won't jump there in, unless I get it good because a lot of people have been doing it. But, yeah, it's kind of like scratchy, high-pitched Kermit the Frog. Awesome. Sounds like a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> it's his voice. He knows it. Yo, um, so do you want to talk about that game? I, I just caught, the I just caught like, the last couple plays. But that rebuttal by Mahomes with that 10-second touchdown in the fourth was awesome. But yeah. But do you think... Now, this is, like, annoying, but I think it's a topic. Do you think, like, it was a mistake to score so quickly? Can you ever say that? It's it's yes and no. I mean, no, because a lot of humans wouldn't have scored that that quickly. Uh, Tyreek Hill is insane. Um, I, I You know, this isn't hot take central, but his speed is literally... 
it's next level. He caught it like five yards in front of the safety, near coming near the sideline. And when he landed, he just accelerated past him. Like the safety, any other wide receiver in the league, the safety had the angle and at least pushes him out of bounds. He didn't. He didn't lay a hand on him, and it's it's just kind of insane. So, no, you can't say that. I'll. I I mean the thing that was crazy about this game, and it it kind of segued in into my first topic, was. And and this is tough. We, we you and me have New York you sports roots because we got to go. We want to go next 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 uh, part of the show. Well, it's it's gonna be it, it's a combo. I mean, what what well, do you want to do? Say? The whole next segment drop. You got you got yeah. noises. All right. Okay. So that Give was last noises. night's games, local stories, and now this is open forum. What you want to talk about, Jake? I don't have them. I'm gonna put it in post. But it's it's Joey from okay. Friends. Saying, what do you want to talk about? Well, what do you want to talk about? Nice. Big yeah. friends up. So th- uh, this is my, my what do you want to talk about. And this, Jim, this is tough because it's hard for me to come back to, to seem like I'm sitting in the middle because it is Boston, New England sports. And you, you turn a blind eye to it. If, if something happens that's miraculous in a Yankee game, I say, oh, the Yankees were so gritty and did it. If something ridiculous happens in a Red Sox or Pats or Celtics games, I'm like, are you kidding me? How do you do that? The, the Celtics had a couple wins last year that just the most ridiculous things happened. Like one, one time the Pacers had the ball and were up with like three seconds left. They throw it in the backcourt and Marcus Smart steals it and makes a layup and they, they win. When all Indiana had to do, a pro basketball team was inbounded. But anyways... So I don't know if you saw this, but this was part of the discussion and leads into my first question. So New England's driving. Um, I want to say they're down three at this point. And it's third down. They're they're on like the seven-yard line, four-yard line, I think. Brady drops back. Uh, he pump fakes. He gets like tackled. So D-end, probably a guy that's 270 pounds, a rookie, has him wrapped up. And he goes... So he sees Brady, like when he has him in the grasp, he sees Brady do a pump fake. So the DN lets him go because he doesn't want to get a roughing the passer penalty. And Brady runs into the end zone. (laughs) And the the look on – and so I will say this because there were were some people covering it that are like, you can't tell if he let him go. But if you look at the DN's face afterwards (laughs) – uh, it kind of tells the whole story. It's not like, damn, Brady got away from me. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so I, and, and Brady runs into the end zone and then you could start doing the, the whole, how does the game go after that? But, and, and not to get too corny about it, but say your question. I, what do you want to talk about? I, I originally listed it as 50 years ago and it, it's more like 75, but 50 still looks a lot different. But like, is football just gonna look when when we're grandparents when when you're holding John Boy the Third? Is football just gonna look like a totally different sport? I am on the side that it's gonna gonna die, not completely, but I think it's gonna fade. What's that Mark Cuban quote? Uh, fat pigs get slaughtered. <laughs> I think other people have said that. No, Mark Cuban said it about the NFL, like, you know, 
pig gets too fat, it gets slaughtered. And with like the Thursday night games, the Monday night games, the Sunday night games, Saturday, with all the new rule changes, with no one letting their kids play in high school, yeah. with a lot more people not letting their kids play in high school. Last two years, I didn't watch a lot of football. And and I have something weird. Like, no, it's not weird. It's just me. Like, I love the football culture of sitting down watching Red Zone. And we would go to Ed's house, and we would all sit down, and we watch Red Zone all day and play fantasy football. And we were the quintessential football 22-year-old right. fan or college fans. And I think that's that will always be good. But once I moved on from that and I'm doing my own thing and I have a job and, and a girlfriend that wants to do stuff on Sundays, but I see my my brother-in-law, Brett, like he's still, he's still in the football family. So we're just different. We're like, I was never, I'm a baseball family. So, but for me, football kind of like if the giants aren't good, I don't care about the, I don't care about the rest of the league anymore. Right. what What is what for me personally, I used to care about, I used to love everything. And now I feel like the quarterback turnover rate is incredible. We have a lot of good ones coming this year, and hopefully they stick. But for a while, it was, you know, quarterback comes for two years, and then they're gone. And two years, and then they're gone. And there's maybe six quarterbacks that have been around for more than five years. Running backs is even less. Yeah. So it's it's kind of work to stay up to date with the NFL as a whole. It's like a project because the, the turnover at the key positions is crazy. Yeah, and that's – well, A, that's why they try to keep quarterbacks healthy. So if if you're not necessarily a diehard Jets fan, you can come in and be like, oh, I love this Darnold guy. Hopefully he's there for 15 years. So that's why they have mm-hmm. all these rules to keep the quarterback healthy. Um it's crazy because it is it is such a fabric. It it is almost like a family thing almost. And if if that gets passed down, it gets passed down. And you start thinking college football and the SEC and how that lifestyle is and how that leads into the NFL. Um, I just I I don't know. It it turns into the whole too big to fail argument. Um, I I don't know. Have there have there been good games this year? So I, I, I admittedly, I'm going to watch a lot of sports again because I want to, because I have time. This right. is now like the job and I'm, uh, and I, and I like watching sports. I'm not trying to be anti watching sports. I like watching sports, but there was a year, I believe it was 2014. Uh, yeah, that would be Derek Carr's first season. Yeah. I believe it was 2014 where we went six weeks before there was a good football game. And then Packers played the Patriots and I think it was with the expand the the replacement refs was this year and finally the the Packers played the Patriots on Sunday night football and I remember everyone saying like wow that was a good close like talented football game it wasn't flags every play it wasn't sloppiness so what's the play like been in your opinion because I don't know this season and last season is it better so I do you re- do you remember that time period? Yeah, I mean the replacement ref times was hilarious because people didn't know whether to blame refs or players or both or everything or the league for not paying the refs. Um, that's actually kind of exactly where we're at, Jim. And I mean, there's that's the beauty of the NFL. There's there's always good games, but you don't necessarily know where it's going to be, and that leads to hope in fans that you can watch your your Buffalo Bills somehow win two games this 
in this season, even though their team is pretty bad. But that's kind of what last night's game was. You had the undefeated Chiefs against the Patriots in Foxborough, 40-43. Mahomes is supposed to be the next guy. Uh, Brady and the Pats, obviously, you don't need to tell that story. And the game is incredible, high scoring. This was everything the NFL wanted. Um, but at the same time, it 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 all def- depends your scope. Like Chicago and Miami played a crazy game yesterday. Um, they went to overtime, and then, dude, it, if there's one play you need to look up, I might have you look it up now. It's the end of the Tampa Bay Atlanta game. Um, so I'll 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 paint the picture while while you look. But so it's it's end of the game. Tampa Bay's driving back. They're down by five. And so this is the story in Tampa Bay has been the whole Jameis Winston thing. He's he's kind of taken his job back after the Fitz Magic show early in the year. Um, so they're coming down and they're on. I, I want there's a couple seconds left and they're on like the 25 yard line. And so normally you you draw up a play that is like wide receiver streaks. Um, you know, it's one of those plays that the football just looks silly because basically Atlanta puts eight guys in the end zone, including Julio Jones. And so what Tampa does was actually kind of genius. So Jameis drops back, and he basically goes quarterback draw, and then he just bombs it down the middle. So Jameis probably gets to, like, I don't know, the 10-yard line, and they start doing the lateral show. So Jameis runs. and, and li- So I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching it now. Yeah. So they're, they're, at, um, they're at the Buccaneers 20. Yeah. And yeah, it's four wide. Jameis takes the snap at the 25-yard line and just guns it right up the middle. Gets, gets the first at the 10 and dives and throws it Full back. lateral mode. Full, like, dive forward in lateral mode. Pretty interesting. And then it's bobbled. Who picks this up? Humphreys here, so. grabs it at first, I believe. But he, he kind of loses it. But it kind of works out because there's more attention there. Yeah, he 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 never has it. He tries to grab it at the eight yard line, scoops it up, and like as if you would scoop up a shovel and just toss it behind yeah. you. That's kind of what he does with it. And then thirteen, Jameis picks Mike. James Mike picks it up Mike again. Evans snags it like their star wide receiver, oh. and he you kind of don't you still at this point don't really see what's happening, but he fully turns to the sideline and shoots it to Deshaun Jackson, and this is where it kind of gets fun because. Then ever you do that like eyes wide open moment, you're like, "Holy smokes, did this work?" Because it's Deshaun Jackson with about five yards of sideline to work with. Um, the ball ends up going through his arms and through his legs, and everyone kind of lets out that "Oh." There's also five Falcons players in pursuit of him, <laughs> so I he probably doesn't get there. I think the consensus is he gets popped by these five dudes, <laughs> but well, if it changed the throw. And not the bobble. Yeah. Like change, change the throw to a hard to his chest throw because that was like a short hop at his. And feet. yeah, you never if that. he does catch that, he's Deshaun Jackson. I mean, can he extend towards the pylon? But again, I mean, that's again Atlanta Tampa, a game that comes down to a crazy ending. I mean, these two fan bases walk away saying that's an incredible game. Um, I I don't know, man. It's 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 the NFL. You. Each team has hope going into every game. There's there's always two or three games a year that there's almost no explanation. Like the 
the Bills killed the Minnesota Vikings, who were like everyone's favorite team coming into this year. So it's it's just another year for the NFL. I think their ratings are kind of back. Um, so I don't know. Right. What do you, what do you well, want to talk about, James? Uh, this is where the show's going to change to uh, fun topics, different topics, and this will it's always going to be open. Right. I, we kind of formatted a little like sports weirdness. Maybe we need to mix it. Um, but anyway, here's what I want to talk about, Jake. I want to know if I'm a bad guy for bullying my grandma's dog or if it's warranted because she bullies me all day. Early answer from everyone's going to be yes, but let's get into it. My grandma's dog. I posted it on Instagram story just to let everyone know how wild she is. She's insane. Yeah. She's like a devil jack in the box. I think she has high anxiety, but it's like she just barks. She jumps up and down like a jack in the box. She's crazy. She bullies my grandma around. So when she's like wants to get pet or she's hungry or she wants to go for a walk, she just barks in my grandma's face, just like looks at her and barks in her face. So she's trying to do that to me. I've established dominance. She knows how to sit and stay. So I just make her sit and stay all the time, yell at her and stuff like that. Now, I will pet her because I have a soft spot in my heart and she wants to get pet. And I, I, and so, but she makes it hard to pet. She like wiggles around. She tries to bite you. It's like, I, I don't make this a hassle. I'm at the end of the line. I've broken like the other day, yesterday. I wake up. I'm in such a good mood because fall came on the East Coast. In, in um, what's today? Monday, Saturday, Jake. Right. Friday, it was 80 degrees and sunny. And I was just waiting because it's like the whole breeze changes and it changed. It got cold, not cold, but like crisp air. Crisp. Crisp. You smell the leaves. And I was so happy, dude, because I lived in Northern California for the last four years. And I'm always depressed in September and October when it's still 85 degrees and sunny. And I have to wear shorts and a T-shirt and be sweaty. And all I want to do is put on my boots, my jeans, a hoodie, and be comfortable. So I'm so happy yesterday, but I'm also on day seven with this dog while my grandpa grandma's in Japan. And I find myself trying to feed her. I had to pick up shit, piss, and then she peed again because she just my grandma trains her to pee in the house. Um, and I just screaming at this dog. Like, sit out, stay. Ah. And I am not a rage induced person. Like that's probably the most rage I've ever had. So uh, she's driving me to the brink. I feel like a crazy person. The only way I got her to stop barking, and this is mean, I put her in her crate. She likes being in her crate. And I tilted it up against the dresser so her balance was a little off. And she couldn't get out, but she couldn't sit. And I, I didn't do this for long, maybe like three minutes tops. But it confused her enough that I got three minutes of no barking. Am, am I a bad guy? Yeah, at the end there, I mean, it's... A- I don't want to say animal torture, because um, you, you. But you, she's torturing right, me. You kind of realize that. Yeah, I mean, you're in a tough spot because it's it's grandma's dog. She the the dog clearly hasn't been trained that well. Um, I I made the joke to you. People talk about animal cruelty, but they don't talk about human cruelty, which which mm-hmm, the dog's mm-hmm. doing to you a little bit. Um, and yeah. I, I oh, think yeah. I think the other point you missed out where you could get some people on your side is that you there's like a, a a front house and like a back house kind of 
And you put yeah, it's one lot with two houses. You put the dog in the front house for a little bit, and the dog was still loud enough to be heard and annoying you. One house away, over my TV, I heard her scratching and barking, so I had to go in there and get some peace and quiet. Yeah. I mean, I let her sleep on the bed with me. I pet her. She's just the worst. It's kind of a weird my thing. Gra- my it, grandma comes back in two it's days. It's actually pretty shocking that there's not more, like, animal rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, that you're that each pet doesn't have to go to a certain training or something like that? Cause she, this, dog, this dog went to training for three months. Uh, my grandma just erased all of it. Right. My grandma doesn't... I love my grandma so much, and my grandma loves this dog. It's not a good, it's not a good dog for her. She should have got a dog that's like my dog, Zimmer, who's very calm. Right. <laughs> not the most hyper whatever. So it's a real big dilemma. Like, am I a bad guy that this dog has broken my brain? It's a yes and no. If it was your dog, then yes, because you'd kind of be responsible for that. But because it's your grandma's, yeah. I mean, no, you you cannot like that dog. I, it's like not liking a person. Like, you know me, I have a big dog. And he, right now he's, I mean, he's still puppyish. He's a little over a year and a half. But he's so. He's always going to be puppyish because he's a, a doodle. A little bit. I mean, he's going he's gonna to have that excitement to him. But, I yeah. mean, in the first five, ten minutes, if you're a stranger that comes into our apartment, he's going to want to. He's 60 pounds and he's long. He's like five feet when he's on his hind legs. He's going to want to get on you a little bit and give you licks. And I can understand if you're not a dog person, you're not going to like that. But if you can get through those, and it, it literally is like 10 minutes max where he's, he's just so excited. If you can get past that, like he'll be your dream dog after that. Like he will put his head on your lap. He will let you pet him. He's basically, he turns into a teddy bear. Um, but like, I get it. If you're only in my apartment for five minutes and you don't like my dog for those five minutes, I fully understand. But like, if you don't get past that and give him that opportunity, then you're there. But yeah, I I mean, Hey, I mean, it almost turns into, can you not like a person? And like, yes, you can. Yeah. So, all right. You got something else you wanted to talk about. I got, I got something to say. Um, no, I, and again, we're spinning away from sports pretty quickly. This is something that I don't, I don't want to say keeps me up at night, but it has. And the question is, are desserts just meals that aren't healthy enough to eat a whole portion or serving of? And so let me, let me give a couple examples. So let's start with, we'll, we'll do both ends of the spectrum. Cheesecake. If cheesecake was... If two slices of cheesecake were 400 calories, would that be a dinner? Now, let's go the other way. If just a single taco was 1,000 calories, would that make tacos a dessert? I do, think When I said the general question, do, do you get where I'm at? I get okay. it. I get it. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure it out. I think a dessert has to be savory or sweet. Like, there's not any meat desserts. Unless you eat the seven-layer pie from Friends and other Friends. Right, a lot of Friends references. I think, I think you have to have chocolate or sugar heavy in d- to make a dessert a dessert. Can you name a dessert that isn't sweet? I mean, that's what I'm trying to think of right now. Um, 
But I guess I guess that turns into part of the problem. Like, I don't is is chocolate the problem? Can chocolate not be in any meal? And is that because it's not healthy? Yeah, because you're because I think in the in the in the in the human the beginning of like food, you're not supposed to eat a full meal of chocolate because it's unhealthy. So yes, I think, and you're not supposed to eat a lot of sweets. So yeah, I think yeah that that you said your thing. I broke it down that no desserts are sweet, and now you're saying yes, but desserts are sweet because you're not supposed to eat a ton of sweets as a meal. So in the end, yes, desserts are uh, meals aren't, that aren't healthy enough to eat as a whole whole meal. I think that's and I guess I I was looking for desserts with meat in them, and it's usually like sprinkling bacon on something, or like a donut that's got like pork belly in it, or something kind of off like that. I I don't know it 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 literally like messes with my mind because I <laughs> I feel what's your favorite dessert? I mean that's that's a heavy question. Like cheesecake is probably close up there. What's your favorite dessert category? Do you like pies? Do you like cakes? Do you like candy? Do you like a little bit of chocolate? Do you like pastries, like cannolis and that stuff? Because I can I can throw pastries and cannolis completely out. They're not... Uh, they're bottom of the barrel if I'm picking at a dessert. I guess that's... For me, it's a mood, and it's like what, what I want after that. that. That's not a great statement. I mean, ideally, you're probably looking at a cheesecake-ish type thing, but, like, a good cannoli is right there with it. And, like, I like some candies, too. I'm candy over chocolate, normally. Um, But, again, like, if, if I want, I don't know, Sour Patch Kids or something like that, like, that's a totally different mood than if I want cheesecake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. So what's your ideal? Uh, cookies. Cookies, brownies. Like that's If you put a whole tray of desserts in front of me, I'll reach for a cookie or a brownie. Where did... Ice cream cake? Ice cream cake's good, but ice cream does bad things to oh, me. Oh, right. What if it didn't? Yeah, ice cream's delicious. Okay. Like ice cream is so good, but I can't eat a lot of it. All right, next thing. This is a news story. I want to try and cover more story. news stories. Did you see this? I don't know if you're going to like it, but an Idaho wildlife official is being urged to resign over a photo of him and a baboon family he killed. It's him. It's like a dad baboon, a mom baboon, a kid baboon, and the caption says, just killed a family of baboons. The, the caption's tough. Um I initially just thought this was wild story, and then I actually dug into it, and now I'm super interested. So I want to lay out all the aspects to you, get your opinion, but I want your opinion first now before I give you all the details. Okay. Are you, should this guy be fired? Is this guy a bad guy, good guy? Um, what's your thoughts right away? Wildlife official in Idaho goes on a safari, posts a picture with a family of baboons and, a, and his gun. They're all dead. He says, just killed a family of baboons. They say, you, you're fired. What are your thoughts? I think there's something in everyone that's either a, a gene or I, I don't know what it is. But everyone has had this moment in their life where I think they either, as a youth, you throw a rock or you throw something and you hit a bird or a squirrel or whatever it is. And for 
probably three quarters of the people in the world, they go down into a dark place and they're like, oh my God, I just hit a squirrel with a rock. Like, who the fuck am I? And then I think there's another like quarter of the population that are like, did you see me just hit that squirrel? And and yeah. that's kind of the whole hunting debate. And I, I mean, I don't know all the laws and stuff and maybe I'm soft, but dude, I... I see almost any hunting picture and and let me say this like I get it if there's legal hunting where deer and stuff are overpopulated like I don't have a problem with you like knock yourself out but I I know someone someone on my girlfriend's just like Instagram feed posted a picture of them like hunting like African animals like safari hunt and I was like Oh my god, like this does nothing for me. Like I think this is awful. So I lean there with baboon family. Eradication and so to sum it up for you cuz I'm the same way. Eradication and food fine. Trophy no go. Yeah, I guess I uh, where things get mixed for me there is I think there's trophy hunting for like bucks and deer and stuff that's legal yeah, and it can it can be combo yeah. but when it's trophy for trophy's sake uh so baboons are on the list of eradication where he was they are a problem the same way kind of raccoons uh deer in connecticut are and they are on the list of like a lot of people say like we're not supposed to hunt the children because that's what it, your sons are gonna need to eat baboons aren't that way there you kill them all because there's too many they're ripping people apart they tear cats apart with their bare hands they're like a problem so where this dude went right he works for the wildlife in idaho and they have the same problem with wolves and like coyote where it's we got to get rid of these they're bad for the environment there's too many of them so he was like i went to africa and i did the same thing there that i do for you that you pay me to do in idaho but because it's an animal that I think I think this is because baboons kind of look like humans. In the yeah. Uh, uh, and it's the family. And then one Idaho wildlife said, like, I understand that. But when we kill a family of wolves, we don't prop them up as a family portrait and then post underneath it. Just killed a family. Of right. wolves With a smile. So now he's getting fired because he enjoys his job. It's a very tricky situation. I mean, the picture does the picture. I don't like it. It's it's like that's there's a little baby baboon. I hate animals. I hate animals, but I don't think I don't want to see them dead. Um, but isn't that tricky? Like he did in Africa what he's paid to do in Idaho. But now he's getting fired for it because the circumstance, the animal that he killed and the, the fact that he enjoyed doing the job. They doesn't sit well with them. Pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. And I. I mean, animal people are nuts. Uh, people that love I mean, animals. Let's let's just call a spade a spade. And like, I I love certain a- animals. Like, it you you could never tell me something about certain kinds of dogs or like penguins, and I would be cool with a bad thing happening to them. Like, I I I have that like animal person gene for just like a few specific animals, but a. I think the final note you said was right. Like, okay, if you if these baboons are really a problem and they are, if if you can do the comparison to, you know, whether it's wolves or bears are overpopulating an area, I think that resonates better with people. And I think something you could send back at the animal people would be, 
would be like, hey, the baboons are dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And they, what, what would they say? Like, I, I think normally, I think 20 years ago, they would say, oh, couldn't we put these baboons in a zoo or something? But now zoos are bad. So, like, that's not an option either for the animal people. So it's, it's like, what do zoos we really want here? A, uh, a uh, uh, mountain lion got, got loose in a zoo. I forget where this was. I saw the news. So I had to shut down the zoo. But, like, that mountain lion had been like, what the fuck is what this? What are you <laughs> assholes doing? <laughs> Dude, that's, like, West. That's basically Westworld, but for animals. For Yeah, for that mountain yeah. lion just... Whoa! You got one of every. You guys stuck. What's what is? Get me out of here! (laughs) All right, we got Twitter question of the day uh, from John Ferraro, pinstripe Johnny pinstripes, thin crust pizza or deep dish? Real quick, I'm thin crust. I don't dislike deep dish. I think it's uh, not in the same essence of eating pizza, though. I lived in Chicago for a little bit. That's why East Coast, man, back here, you're in Denver. I don't know your thoughts on this, but it's you cannot find the pizza that you find in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, elsewhere. I've lived in Illinois. I've lived in Denver. I've lived in California. You just can't find it. Um, and people that aren't from the East Coast and didn't grow up with it, it's impossible for them to appreciate the difference because they've, they've muted their their pizza taste buds with Domino's and round table and little seats. Jimmy, I think I actually have a pretty good comparison for this because I've, I've lived in Dallas and Denver outside of the East coast. So like two major cities and kind of like, it depends where you are in the country. This is probably another topic for another day, but like you can view those cities as Midwest. You can view Denver as West. You could view Dallas as the South. There's a lot of ways you can view them, but Cities that are in the middle of America. And I think a good sports pizza comparison that I just thought of, and I got (laughs) excited for myself that I thought of this, is pizza in these cities, a lot of the places you're going to go, it would be the equivalent to in football if a team ran trick plays like every play. Like, if there's a few places in Denver where you're you're going to go in and like the big thing they're going to hit you with is like we have a mac and cheese pizza or or yeah, we have yeah. you know, taco pizza. Yeah, or we cuz they're cuz their base, their bread, their sauce and their cheese isn't good. So they have to load it with toppings. That's like all my friends in California need at least five toppings like meat lovers or veggie comes with a million things. We're on the East Coast here you get pepperoni, sauce, like one topping because the, the base of the pizza is so good. That's a good comparison. It's all trick. Plus. Yeah, and we, we're, we're a little spoiled because I, I guess we did grow up around it and like New Haven is the mecca of pizza. Um, you'll, you'll see it on every pizza list every year. And I mean, New York City. And Boston's got some good pie too. I'm, I'm not going to poo-poo on Boston pie. But um, it's, it's crazy. I went back and had... Frank Pepe's a couple weeks back and it's normally if you were to throw a slice of like regular cheese pizza in front of me I'm kind of I'm gonna give you a shrug but if you're at one of those places you kind of let it ride and you're like okay like we're we're doing this um it the best the best way it's I, I would say it's it we just talked about 
or I just talked about cheesecake and cannoli. Like in 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 my brain movies, like what's going on inside a cannoli and what's going on inside a cheesecake doesn't seem that different to me. But I would say the I would juxtapose those to like a cheesecake being regular pizza and a cannoli being like pizza you'd find in Denver or something like that. Like it, it's just it's two different breeds, and I I almost picture I'll I'll make one final comparison. It's it's the burger competition in Parks and Rec. Oh yeah yeah yeah, it's like veggie burger. It's with like all these yeah, you you can do a totally cool veggie burger, and it's something, and there's a health aspect to it. But if you just make a a mean cheeseburger, I mean that's <laughs> that's what it is, baby. Yep. Um, how to tell. Frozen pizza from hand rolled pizza, and all the pizza in California is frozen because it's all, it's all franchised pizza places. Is if it's perforated like a cardboard box, you can see like the honeycomb. Right. That means it was frozen. If there's no honeycomb, that means it's hand rolled fresh, which you don't find in California anyway. All right, that about wraps up this episode. First trial episode. You know what, Jake? I thought about while doing this. I might post this on our Patreon and just say, sure. um, "What are your thoughts? Thoughts, reviews." Maybe. Um, Brewers versus Dodgers tonight, which has been wild with no starting pitcher. No, the, the Brewers are reinventing pitching outgetters. Yeah. Dodgers are pretty fun. Uh, there's been some good battles in this series with Jeffries. Yeah. Jeffries has gotten the job done barely. Uh, I think he's going to get lit up one game. Who did? Who did Turner get one off of? I wasn't watching the end because I was cooking. Oh, I looked that up. So but I, go on. I didn't see. But but Jeffries for the Brewers, man, he's uh he's predictable and his slider curve, whatever it is, it, he hasn't been able to get it down for two games, the two appearances. But Machado got him for two runs. But my my prediction would be Jeffries going to get. Lit. Well, Jim, they they, they already they, did. They he's he's the up. one that blew the last game. <laughs> so it's oh, not, he did? not really hot take. Shit, well, I didn't see yeah. that, so I didn't know that that's who he got him. Yeah, okay, good. Well, then it makes sense. He already got lit up. Dude, he doesn't look good. They threw, they threw him the first day, and Machado got to him for two runs, but they held on. Yeah. And then I, I must have seen the first inning when he got Puig um, with a 2-2 pitch for the second day in a row. But I was like, this dude looks bad. Like the, they, like, the Dodgers have to be able to sit on everything he's throwing if they've watched tape. And I guess they did, so... It's nice to be right. I didn't know. And that. No, it is, I I think it's it's a mental Jeff Friss. It's a mental thing. You you and me talk about it a lot when we talk Yankees, Red Sox. We talk about guys you fear. If you're the Dodgers and you see Jefferson and you don't see um Hater, I mean that's a win for you currently. Hater's incredible. Hater, Hater's nuts. He's 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 a guy that if there's if you get a little blood in the water, you get excited, like if you get a runner on first on Hater, you're like, "Holy smokes, we we've got a special opportunity here. We might not get this opportunity all series." It was the Yankees versus Verlander? If last you year. see Jeffress or I, I actually like Corey Knebel, <laughs> Evil Knebel. Um, but if you see either of those guys in, I mean, your your eyes have to light up if you're Dodgers. Is as long as you know it's not Hater you're a lot more excited as a team and you look at it as an opportunity. Um, yeah. And that's, I, I mean, that's going to be the overlying thing in the series. And 
Jim, I, I'm I'm rooting for Brewers. I, one of our good buddies is a Brewers fan, and I mean it's just it's a different team. It's almost underdogish. Who's a Brewers fan? Uh, Jeff Krauser. Oh, yeah, Kraus. Um, wow, right Root Patrol. I thought you were talking about a PFT PFB uh, group chat. Um, I mean, <sighs> this whole relief pitcher thing is is going to move and shake, and it it's gonna it's gonna be a moving target for. <laughs> probably over a decade. Um, outgetters is still a great term by the Brewers, but the more outs you can get, the better. And that's why starting pitchers have been better for years. Because if you, can, I feel like they could have just called them pitchers. <laughs> we don't have starters. We don't have relievers. We just have pitchers. If, if, <laughs> if you can still have a pitcher, like Hader went three innings the last game, and like yeah. The thing with starting pitchers that we've been ignoring, and this ties into one of my dream baseball theories, is like, hey, tell tell a Tanaka or tell Clayton Kershaw to try to buckle down for four innings, and that's still a lot more important. And I think baseball is just going to switch that way, where instead of baseball, it used to be accepted that, hey, if you can have a starting pitcher go six innings, two earned runs, that's the dream. Now baseball is going to get the lead, try to give up no runs. And so if you can burn out two guys that each give you three innings to only give up one or zero runs, like that's the future of baseball. And like, I think you're going to see starters go away from seven innings and you're going to see relievers go away from one innings so that we have a bunch of four inning and two inning guys. And eventually that's how the game is going to go. Yeah, I think it's bad for entertainment. I've but, talked about that on Talking Yanks before, but but it's like strategy wise good, but I think bad. I think it's the same thing when you say there's too much turnover in the NFL, like on a whole with like quarterbacks and running right. backs, just like every two years. Uh, in one game, if you can't like know who's starting, you can't buy. I'm going to a Justin Verlander game. I'm going to a CC right. Sabathia game. Uh, I think marketing wise, it's bad for the entertainment value, even though it's good for the strategy of winning. Which is where you'll lose the casual fans but gain the diehards. And that's that's a, the line MLB has been towing for so long. And there's the 80-20 rule, um, which I think pace of play, I've said, don't service the 80% of casual fans to get, get the 20% of diehards who spend all their money mad. But I'm kind of, with this stuff, I'm worried about the 80% of casual fans. Like, I don't think baseball is that much fun if... You have four pitchers going every day, and you don't really. Know. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, the hard to market the the two inning, four and fifth inning reliever. Uh, in the first game, the Brewers used seven pitchers, um, and I mean the Dodgers used six pitchers. So we're you know we came into this season saying. Hey, we could we could speed up the game a little bit if we have golf carts from the bullpen to the mound, and now it's like, it's a whole horse and pony show. So yeah, I, it's it's almost like baseball's product is going to be improving. I you wonder if they start making pitchers have to pitch a certain amount of pitches or something, um, because at the at the same time, the side effect of this, Jimmy, is the more fresh pitchers you have and the better pitchers you have coming into the game means less hitting. And that's where sports make their money. It's it's more it's more 
It's more three-point shots and dunks in basketball. It's more points in football. It's more home runs and more scoring in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. 49ers Packers. You watching this game, Monday Night Football? Uh, probably not. For some fantasy implications, it, it sucks that Jimmy G's out and the Niners season has kind of gone down the tubes. Um, I, I, I've got an Aaron, Aaron Rodgers uh, Cobb combo in one fantasy league, so I'll, I'll have room for that. It'll be on. It'll be on. All right. All right. What else do we got going on today? You have two episodes of Talking Knicks, Grab Bag and Perzingis, and I have Six Pack Cinema Podcast. We reviewed the movie First Man with uh, Ryan Gosling about Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Oh, did you saw that? So yeah. Looks awesome. You can find my full opinion on okay. Six Pack Cinema with the guys, but uh, wasn't for me. Okay. Do you see White Boy Rick? You know, I, no, I heard it was really bad, but I really want to yeah, see it. Yeah, dude. That was like the most exciting preview I've seen in a long time. And I think it's just because McConaughey looks sketchy and it was a true story. Yeah, but uh, it's getting bad reviews. But, yeah. I wanted to root for Neil Armstrong, but, like, I guess he was not a fun person. Could see that. Like, he's a dud of a personality, and instead of making it a good movie and making you want to root for him, they they played it correct to to, to form and made him a dud. And that's like, I don't want... I've got a hot take for you, Jim. Yeah? I think mm-hmm. to be an astronaut, you have to be a dud. Well, Buzz, Buzz, whatever his Aldrin. name is. Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin's a dick, like a funny, like, but he's an asshole, and they made him an asshole. And I kind of liked him more because he had personality, even though he was a dick. Yeah. I don't know. I just think to get all th- through all that NASA stuff and training, it's almost it's almost like military. You get, you know, one out of every hundred military guys can actually have a sense of humor and really, like, let it rip and still put up with all the military bullshit. I feel like NASA has to be that times, like, a million. Like, to get through the NASA stuff and be one of the... <laughs> 10 people they let in space every 20 years. I I don't think you can be like me and be like, hey, what are we doing today? Yeah, let's spin the machine. I know, but I'm saying does it make for a right, good movie. That's fair. I, I, yeah. But go by uh, my co-hosts on there, Dave and John. They they liked it more than me. Okay. And there are some really good aspects. So if you saw the movie, because uh, it's spoilers, but if you saw it and you want to hear uh, three people's thoughts on it, go check out Six Pack Cinema, Talking Nick's, Grab Bag and Przingis, and that about ends this show. Should I play the same song we played at the beginning? We're going to have to figure out what we want to do music-wise, but final thoughts, Jake? Uh, 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 he loved it. He loved it. All right, see you guys. Thanks for listening to the test episode of John Boy, Ra- John Boy and Jake Radio. We'll be back. This is going to be a daily show, but this one probably you didn't even hear because it's just a test episode, unless you scroll back into the feed. Whatever. See you guys.